Welcome everybody to another great installment of Calvary Christian Center. We pray that today's message encourages you and inspires you like never before. So sit back, grab your notes, your notepad, and enjoy this message live from Calvary Christian Center. Hey, can we give our worship team a hand today? Don't you appreciate them leading us into the presence of God every single Sunday? Amen. If you can, remain standing for the reading of the word. Uh, our pastor is actually preaching at our Orlando campus today. Yes, he's, he's preaching uh, two services there with Pastor Jeremy and Missy Dunn, that amazing campus. They're running well over 600 people now right there in the Chain of Lakes Middle School. Hey, God's doing things you don't even know right here through the Calvary family. So he's there ministering. They're getting ready to move into that new building that they bought, that old camping world, and uh, getting that renovated. And I just believe they're going to take off as soon as they get into that building. They're going to take Orlando. Amen. Pastor Josh is in uh, Palm Coast preaching today. Come on, somebody. Give God praise for Palm Coast. Amen. New Beach is going strong. And right here on the main campus, amen, I think the presence of the Lord is right here. Glory to God. So we're going to jump right into the Word today. It is a privilege to get to bring the Word of God to you. Are you ready just to dive into it this morning? Amen. I hope you are after I tell you the title. Come on, somebody. <laughs> but from January to March, we are in the season of dedication. Somebody say the season of dedication. That's where we're at as the Calvary family. And last Sunday, we began the Devoted series. So if you were here last Sunday, we jumped right into our Devoted series. And today, I want to talk to you about something that I know God is already dealing with you about. Because if there's one thing at the heart of devotion to God, it's submission. Woo! Yeah, it got quiet in here. You're like, oh no, Pastor John, you're not speaking about submission. Isn't that what the mama has to do? Come on. <laughs> At your house, don't the mama have to reel things in? So anyway, if there's any place that we can all relate to as the children of God, when it comes to that, it's the potter's will. So we're going to dive into this word. But this series and this season has really been just right on time for me as my word for 2020 has been transformation. Uh, that's what I've been looking at. And in leaning into this word this year, I have really come to realize that submission is required for total transformation. Can I get a witness? As long as I'm unwilling to submit my will to his, my heart to him, I'm going to remain the same. And the truth is, we all need to submit to Jesus to become all that he desires for us to become. So he can make something beautiful out of my life. He can make something beautiful out of yours. And so that brings me to the title of this message today. And it simply is this. He's able, but am I willing? Oh, hallelujah. So the word of the Lord comes from Jeremiah 18 verse 1 through 6 you can turn in your Bibles or on the app or you can look right here on the screen but the Bible says this it says the Lord gave another message to Jeremiah he said go down to the potter's shop and I will speak to you there so I did as he told me and found the potter working at his will but the jar he was making did not turn out as he had hoped so he crushed it into a lump of clay again and started over then the Lord gave me this message, O Israel, 
can I not do to you as this potter has done to his clay? For as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand. Amen. Slip those hands up to the Lord today. Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for this season of dedication. We thank you for speaking to us. We thank you for changing us. But most of all, we thank you today that we are in your hands. Hallelujah. And we give you praise today for that. In Jesus' name, let the church shout amen. As you sit down, watch you tell your neighbor, say, he's able. Thank you, Pastor John. Now, as we read this text, in this moment, the Lord was dealing with the people of Judah. Their hearts had led them away from God and led them to worshiping idols. They were relying on human strength, and they were putting their trust in man instead of trusting in the Lord. They were trusting in the idols that they had made and not in the God who had made them. They were not obeying him. They were not obeying his commandments. So the Lord sent a prophet named Jeremiah to call them back. Is anyone thankful that God never gave up on you? <laughs> Woo, I'm thankful that time and time again, he sent his Holy Spirit to call me back. <laughs> when I got too far out there, he called me back. Oh, can I get a witness with somebody in this place today that you haven't always stayed in alignment with his plan, with his word, but no matter how far you got away, he always called you back. <laughs> Give him praise because he called you back. Amen. His calling over Judah was still intact. And I'm here to tell somebody today that your calling is still calling. And even if you're under attack, your calling is intact. And God used the potter's house to show Jeremiah this truth. So I'm here to say today it's time for us to clear the clutter because God still has a plan and he still has a promise. Now, as you look, I kind of looked over uh, the potter, and I would watch videos of, of potters that were working with clay as I was preparing this message just to get my own picture of what Jeremiah may have seen as the Lord took him to that potter's house. And one thing that I saw that the potter did in the very beginning, when he would find the clay that he wanted to work with, he had to rid it, he had to clear it of all the stuff that would mar his vessel as he would begin to shape it and work with it. He had to pick the sticks out of it. He had to pick the rocks out of it. He had to pick the debris out of it so that he could work with it. He had to clear the clutter. Come on, somebody. And so it's time for us this morning to clear the clutter. Anything that would hinder us and keep us, and it will require one chief thing, and that is submission to his hands and submission to his plan. Can somebody shout amen? amen? If you can't say amen today, just say ouch. You know those kind of messages? It's hard to say amen. We just have to say ouch, Lord, I hear you. Come on. So the first thing that I want to ask you today is he's able, but am I willing to clear the clutter of control? Woo! Jeremiah 29, 11 says this, For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. 
Now, see, God has a plan for your life, and it's the best plan because it prepares you for the purpose, and you have been born to fulfill that purpose. But real often, the process, his process, doesn't exactly look like mine. It doesn't exactly line up with what I expected or I thought that my life was going to be. Can I get a witness? We have all things planned out, you know. We, we love to just make plans, and we think our lives are going to go real often one way, but they end up going a different way. Can I get a witness? You know, we, we think, like, man, I, I thought I'd be married by now, or I thought I'd still be married right now, <laughs> or I, I thought I'd be further along, or Man, I didn't know I would have to go through that. I, I thought I would. I, I thought she would. I, I thought he would. Uh, I, I thought they would. You know, we, we, we can have all these thoughts, and when things don't quite go the way that we think they should go, come on, we can oftentimes find ourselves in a place of depression. We can find our place disappointed. We can find our hearts broken. And if, if we're not careful and we believe that we have to be in control and everything's going to always turn out like we want them to do, we will find ourselves in these places of frustration. And listen, maybe this is not hard for some of you but pray for those of us who have it all planned out whoo, and feel the need to be in control. I have to admit, my whole life is planned out in this big red planner. Come on. My life is planned out. I have everything planned out from my morning routine to my dreams and goals for this year and for the next five years. Do we have any control freaks in the house? Come on, you can feel my pain. All right. But when we live devoted to God, all our plans have to be submitted to Him. We have to submit all these plans to his plans because he knows what's best. He knows what he has designed for our lives. He knows where he's taken us. He knows how he wants to use us. He knows why he created us and what he's created us for and what he's created us to do. So we have to surrender when things do not turn out exactly like what we thought. We have to surrender those to his, his plan. You see, I'm the clay. He's the potter. Now, I love this scripture. I ran across Isaiah 64, 8 as I was looking at this. And Isaiah says, and yet, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay and you are the potter. We are all formed by your hand. Now, this was so powerful to me as I read that first line there because the prophet said, and yet, O Lord, you are our father. The meaning of Lord in this scripture is Jehovah. Now, when Moses asked him about his name, Jehovah, what did he say? He said, I am that I am. He was saying, I will be whatever I choose. I will be a healer for the sick. 
I'll be a wealthy benefactor for somebody who's in need. I'll be a wall of protection for one who is under attack. Whatever is needed to fulfill my promises, whatever is required for my creation, whew, that's who I am. I am that I am. And yet, oh Lord, you are Jehovah. You are all that. Come on, somebody. I'm so glad to be in the hands of the one who can be whatever I need at whatever time of life I'm in. Come on. For whatever issue I am facing, he can be that. Somebody give him a shout of praise. His name is Jehovah. And he's the mighty God. But yet, Jehovah, you are our Father. Isaiah brings it home to us on a personal level. Glory to God. He says, and yet, you are our Father. As you translate that word, he simply is referring to him as the father of an individual, as the head of a household, the one that you know personally, and he personally knows you. The one who knows where you are at all times and, and loves you no matter what, unconditionally. And he's showing us in this scripture that through times that we don't understand, times when it seems like life is spinning out of control and going crazy and life is not what we thought when we don't understand why we are facing what we are facing. You're not alone in this big picture of Jehovah the Creator's world and you're misunderstood and you're abandoned. No, he's reminding you that you are a child of God. He is Jehovah, yes, yet he is Jehovah, but he is our Father. He is divine, yet he's personal to me. He knows my voice. When I whisper his name, when I call out to him, he's there. He's divine, yet personal. He's all-knowing, yet he knows all about me. He created the earth, the sky, the sea, yet... He created me. Woo! I'm here in his plan. So I have to let go of control so he can make me what he wants me to be. You see, Isaiah wanted us to see this to remind us that to be in the hands of the potter is to be in the hands of the Father. And oh my goodness, the Father requires submission. Somebody say submission. Because it's for your bad? No. He said, my plans are for good for you, not for disaster. They're for good, not for evil. Hebrews 12, verse 5 through 11, let's read it. It says, and have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children? He said, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up when he corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. As you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Whoever heard of a child who is never disciplined by its father? If God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his children, it means that you are illegitimate and are not really his children at all. Since we respected our earthly fathers who disciplined us, shouldn't we submit even more to the discipline of the father of our spirits and live forever? For our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they knew how. Help them, Lord. Help us, Lord. But God's discipline is always good for us so that we might share in his holiness. 
No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It's painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. Woo! There's some parents right now. You want to see that as a prophetic word. <laughs> there is a peaceful harvest coming my way. Verse 11 says this, no discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It's painful. Woohoo! In other words, you're not in the hands of a God who believes in timeout. My mama did not believe in timeout. We lived in South Georgia. So when I got in trouble, she said, girl, go outside and pick a switch off that tree and bring it to me. Go ahead and pick all the leaves off of it. Come on, I had to pick my own discipline and bring it to her to strike my legs with that switch. Come on. But the Bible says that sometimes it's only pain that leads us to peace. <laughs> and afterward, there is a peaceful harvest. Don't we as parents shape our children by what we allow them or don't allow them to get by with? And the Lord says he disciplines those that he loves. Have you, have you ever wondered why other people could get away with stuff? But the moment you did it, the Holy Spirit made you so miserable, you couldn't even stand yourself. Oh, my Lord. You, you try to act in ways. Come on. I know there's some real people in here. You try to act in ways like you're watching other people act. Other Christians. Come on. You try to act and say stuff like they're doing, and you go home and you can't even sleep. Come on, you're not feeling that way because God doesn't love you or because he's upset with you. It's because you're a child of God and he's working on you. Come on, somebody. The father is the potter and he is shaping you into the powerful person and the purpose that he has created for you to be. He's able, but am I willing to lose the clutter of control? Now, all the parents who are devoted to raising their children here understand that as long as that child continues to disobey, continues to be a repeat offender, come on, the discipline is going to continue because we're looking for the afterward. Hello. There will be a peaceful harvest, the Bible said, for those trained in this way. Now, we've always let our kids know when we would sit them down and have to discipline them that, that we're, we're correcting you because we love you. Come on. We've all had that talk where we're correcting you now so that a police officer won't have to later. So the judge won't have to later. So losing that job won't have to later. <laughs> Come on. Can I get a witness from any parents in here? We're preparing them for a peaceful harvest. And until their stubborn will of control submits to your word to them and what you have laid out and told them to do, we're going to go round and round. We're going we're gonna to go about it, about it. Come on, we're going we're gonna to deal with it. And the Bible says that the Lord disciplines us and he corrects us. Lord, help us learn sooner than later. <laughs> Come on. 
Have you ever been corrected by the Lord? It's not fun. It's painful. Have you ever been in a season of correction? You feel like you're on that potter's wheel and you're having stuff being plucked out of you here and there and everywhere. Come on. You're not getting away with, with anything. He's telling you to change this and do that. And you're resisting every step of the way. No, I ain't going to say that to her. No, I ain't going to tell her I'm sorry. Come on. You know how we are. He's constantly telling us, trying to correct us, get us to submit to his will. And listen, you can, when you're in that season of correction, you can come up here and we can pray for you and we can anoint you with so much oil until you're as greasy as Popeye's fried chicken. But girl, you're going to be miserable until you submit. <laughs> come on. Somebody shout, submit. It's as hard for us as it is for our children to do something that God is telling us to do that we don't want to do. But somebody shall submit, shall let it go, shall surrender. <laughs> Come on, we got to let him have his way. We got to let go of our way because it feels good to hold on to it, because it feels good to be in control. But we got to find a place that we say, Lord, I submit. I let you have your way. I do it your way, not my way. Oh, come on, if you'll be honest with it, your way has only left you in a mess. I'm reminded of last week, there was a man that came to Guest Central. And I hope he's here today. But he hadn't been in church, he said, for 18 years. He said, because I used to serve the Lord. But 18 years ago, I decided, God, it's time for me to do it my way. It's time for me to have the fun I want to have and live my life the way I want to. And he said, I, I walked away from him. I walked away from the things I knew that he wanted me to do because I just felt like it was my time now. But let me tell you what, 18 years later, he was standing back there saying, my whole life is falling apart. I've lost every single thing I had, and God has brought me back to this place today. He said, I stayed for both services this morning. Oh, come on, somebody. Woo! There's no better place than to be devoted to submission to God because I'm the clay, and he's the potter. I'm the child, and he's the father. Father knows best, y'all. Father knows best. As parents, we know how much better our children's life would be. We know how much more peaceful their life would be. We know how much more prosperous their life would be when they're in these situations of resistance to what is right and what you have told them to do and what you know is best for them. And we know that if they would just submit and not want it their way, that their life would turn around and we're going to be in that same place with the Lord. Come on, somebody. As long as we want our own way. But the Lord is just saying, I know if you'll just do it my way, if you'll just, if you'll just yield to my hands on this potter's wheel, I will turn everything around. Woo, tell your neighbor, say, just let it go. Just let it go. Just let it. Is it really worth it? 
Just let it go. Come on. So number one, we got to clear the clutter of control. The second thing, he's able, but am I willing to clear the clutter of the core? Woo! The clutter of the core. Now, one of the most frustrating and challenging parts of creating a pottery masterpiece, as I would listen to potters talk, the potter is challenged keeping the clay balanced and centered on the wheel. That is like the hardest part of the process, and centering is the most important part for a good pot. And any potter will tell you it just takes time. You can't get in a hurry. In fact, it takes a ton of time centering the clay. In fact, most beginners give up on pottery simply because of the centering process. And the center of man and one of the most frequent topics in the Bible is the heart. It's the very core of us. It's who we are. It's the real you on the inside. It's not only our personality, but it's our choices. It's our feelings. It's our decisions. It's our intentions. It's our motives. Proverbs 27 says, As in water, face reflects face, so the heart of man reflects man. You, can, you look all together on the outside, but the heart tells the real story. Well, what's in your heart is who you really are, and it's that that the Lord looks at. That's what the potter is working on. It's, it's centering, and man looks at the outward, but the potter is working on the center. And it's the centering that is the most powerful and most challenging to keep submitted because you can't fake that. Woo! <laughs> you can paint this. You can curl this. You, you, you can put this on. Come on, guys. You can pull that tie up tight and, and look all together on the outside. Girls, your eyebrows will be on point, but you a straight-up mess. You ain't happy on the inside. And we spend so much time on the outside. And the potter is trying to work so hard <laughs> on the inside. He's more concerned about the center. We're so concerned about how we look on the outside. He's more concerned about the center. Because the center is the real you. It's in the heart that we carry things that we go through, you know? The Bible said that Mary pondered these things in her heart. When things were spoken to her about the Lord, she pondered them in her heart. It's where you ponder. It's where you hold on to things. Uh, it's where you hold on to that unforgiveness. It's, it's where you hold on to that shame. It's where those failures stay really good and locked in there. Come on, it's those word curses that blame the sorrows, the resentments. We, we hold them in our hearts, the hurts and the rejections. It's held there in the heart. And these things shape us into who we really are. The Bible says, as a man thinks, so is he. And there's no way to avoid experiencing these things throughout our lives. So the potter is working continuously 
on the center. <laughs> I know I'm like that clay that the Lord showed Jeremiah when it did not turn out like he had hoped, so he started over. <laughs> Has he ever had to start over with anybody in here? Oh, he had to start over not because the problem was with the potter, but because it was with the clay. And I would be taken through another season again and again where he would try molding me again. And real often I've discovered that difficulty is an important part of God's plan in my life. He, he uses the impossible situations that I face. He uses the lonely times and the hard times and those I thought it would be different times. And in grace, he leads you where you didn't plan to go in order to produce in you what you couldn't achieve on your own. Whew, do I need to say that again? In grace, he leads you where you didn't plan to go in order to produce in you what you couldn't achieve on your own because it's not the easy times that change me. I don't know about you, maybe all those great, fun, easy times made you the great person you are, but, you know, it's not been those easy times that have transformed me, but it's often been the struggle. It's often been the pain. It's often been the problems where the Lord was able to actually get deep down in my heart and say, uh-uh-uh, there's something there that we got to get out. There's something there that we got to deal with so that you can be more like me, so that I can shape you into that vessel that I desire for you to be. I ain't going to leave you like that. So I'm going to allow this place to work on you. Woo, hallelujah. And in these moments, he alters the values of your heart and makes you more like him. So instead of resenting what I've had to go through, I choose to celebrate the grace that has included me in the most wonderful plan that's ever been conceived. And it's the love of the Father and it's the incredible life of Jesus. Somebody shout Jesus. Woo! Because Paul, the potter has a plan for the center. Because you know the, the core is the real you. When your core is wounded, then you live in pain. When, when you're bitter in the core, you live in bitterness. When your core is filled with unforgiveness, you live in bondage to its control. But what is so amazing is that Jesus came to dwell in a place that we need to be free so that we can live free. Hallelujah for God's amazing plan. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Whoo. You see, this culture tells this generation, follow after your heart. Or you need to follow after and seek truth in your heart. But the Bible tells us that our hearts can easily deceive us. It says there's a way that seems right to man, but the end always leads to death. We can't follow after our heart. Our hearts will pull us from the potter's hands when we're not devoted to him in submission. But look at how the NIV says, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean 
on your own understanding, but in all your ways to him, and he will make your path straight. In Ephesians 3.17, then Christ will make his home in your as you trust in him. And your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Ooh, when we wish to control our own lives and hold on to these things, we are forgetting who we are, who God is, and what grace that he has blessed us with. you got to trust Jesus with everything and give him your heart. Oh, somebody shout to God this morning if you're thankful for Jesus. What an amazing, amazing thing that Jesus came. It says right here to make his home in your heart. He came to dwell in your heart, not just to save you, not just to get you on your way to heaven, but to set you free and heal every place that you've been pondering in your heart, that's been making you into that person, that's been dwelling deep within you, huh? that's been defeating you and keeping you away from the potter's plan. He's able but am I willing am I willing to now surrender and clear the clutter of the core am I willing to release control oh come on because we can hold on to it forever the children of Israel the Bible said they walked around the wilderness for 40 years because they would not submit and surrender to the Lord but I'm asking somebody today he's able are you willing this morning are you willing to throw your hands up and say God God, I surrender. I surrender to you. Whew, hallelujah. Right now, I want you to raise your hands and I release the anointing that breaks the yoke that has been held, been holding your heart in captivity and keeping you from the potter's plan and from the potter's good works in your life. I break every stronghold in the name of Jesus. I pull it down. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus Christ and I declare freedom over your heart and freedom in your life in Jesus name Woo! now somebody say I'm letting it go I'm clearing the clutter I'm losing control I'm letting it go Woo! somebody give the Lord praise this morning hallelujah and there's so much power so much power only healing and freedom is when Grace ties your heart to Christ. That's it. But when you become willing, the devil doesn't want you to know this, but the last thing I want to show you is that there is supernatural power released in submission. Third thing, he's able, and, um, and I am willing to counteract the clutter. Once the potter has centered the clay in his hands and he has it shaped for its final process, there is something that I discovered called a resistance coating that is applied during the firing process. It makes the vessel stronger. It makes that vessel able to hold liquids. It seals it. It, it waterproofs it. So the submission of the clay to the forming of the hands of the potter now gives it power to handle what it could not handle before. 
It's not making that vessel weaker. It's bringing it through stronger. And James 4, 7 says, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So until you submit to God, it's impossible to resist and defeat what's been defeating you. But when you submit your understandings to the truths of God, when you submit your will to the will of God, to the will of his process and providence for your life, and we can do this, we know because we are children of God, hallelujah, we know he loves us more than anybody else and his desire is for good and not evil then this begins the application of the resistance coding. And the devil knows this. So you see, this submission is what the devil most wants to hinder. He will represent submission to you as a hindrance to your ease. He'll make you think if you submit, you're not going to get to have everything this world offers you. You're going to miss out. He'll cause you to fear losing control in submission. You know, if you give up control, what's going to happen? He'll, he'll, he'll cause you fear. He'll tempt you to lay submission aside and follow his temptations. Whatever he can do, because when you keep on yielding to him, then he will continually follow you. He will follow you with that shame. He will follow you with that blame, that worry, that bitterness, that wounded soul. He knows if you live in submission to God and you yield to his truth and his ways and his life, in that submission, he gets resistance. I don't know if you're getting this or not, but this just made me shout because I'm all about how am I going to get the victory? <laughs> It may seem like when you're on the potter's wheel that life is spinning out of control. So you want to hold on to it. But honey, I'm here to tell you, it's not spinning out of control. It's spinning into control when you're in the potter's hands. You just got to submit. You're being made into his masterpiece for his purpose. When you're going through the fire, it's not overwhelming you. It's not weakening you, baby. It's strengthening you. You're going to come through stronger. Hallelujah. You're building your resistance. Hallelujah. The Bible says submit to God and resist the devil. Now, I had to look at some synonyms for resist. Synonyms. I say synonyms. I don't know what I said. Came out weird. But it's synonyms for resist. Because this fired me up. Oppose. Come on now. Th these are results of when we finally resist, submit to God. We're able to resist the devil. Oppose him. Refuse to accept. Object to. Take a stand against. Defy. Set one's face against. Kick against. Balk at. Oh, come on balk at, obstruct, impede, hinder, block, thwart, frustrate. Who wants to frustrate the devil this morning for all the frustration he's caused you? Inhibit and restrain. So why does the devil work so hard against your devotion to submission? Because your submission empowers your resistance against him.
And when you resist him, what does the Bible say? He has to we submit to God, resist the devil, and he has to flee. The devil, the false accuser, the slanderer, the liar, he has to flee. And when he has to flee, he has to carry his shame with him. He has to carry his pain with him, that rejection with him, those lies with him, that torment with him, that condemnation with him. Come on, church. Child of God, submit to God, resist the devil. He has to leave with that guilt with him. Woo! When we refuse to submit, we give place to the devil. But the Bible says neither give no place to the devil. When you are devoted to submission, God, you give place to Jesus and no place to the devil. And the Bible said they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Oh, somebody, we have overcome through the amazing grace of our Father and the blood of his son Jesus Christ is covering our hearts it's sealing our salvation and we stand in it in the with the armor of truth come on and you will not overcome with your mouth shut the Bible said we overcome him by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony somebody open up your mouth right now and tell the devil to flee Woo! Come on, somebody, say, I'm willing to submit. I submit myself to God. I resist the devil. Now, devil, you gotta go. You can torment me no longer. You gotta go. I'm not listening to your lies any longer. I'm submitted to God. You gotta flee from me. I give you no place in my mind. I give you no place in my thoughts. I give you no place in my heart. My heart is submitted to the one who made me and who is continually making me into his plan and into his purpose and into his promises. Woo! He's able. Am I willing to submit? Tell somebody he's able to save my children. He's able to heal my marriage. He's able to give me breakthrough, to provide victory over my past, to open any door. But he's able to move any mountain, to make something beautiful out of my life. Woo! The question is not, is he able, but am I willing, willing to give up my own shallow plans? Come on. Willing to forgive those who did me wrong, willing to say to God, not my way, but yours. Willing to stop being so bullheaded and hard-headed, come on, and say, God, I submit, have your way in my life I give up come on sometimes you got to give in to win sometimes you got to give up to rise up God I submit have your way in my life Woo! 
When you do that, baby, you are on your way to becoming something more than you ever dreamed or imagined. Your life is getting set in motion for the best life you ever thought possible. Come on, somebody shout, I'm willing. I'm willing. Hallelujah. I want everybody to just take a moment and close your eyes this morning, bow your heads. Because Pastor John said that they met together this morning and that their word was hope. How amazing is that? Hope. And submission is actually a word of hope. It's when we submit, we are living a more hopeful, beautiful, purposeful life than we could ever control on our own that we could ever know how to accomplish when we literally yield our lives into the potter's hands. And this potter is our Father, our Heavenly Father. And He loves you so much today. And this morning, there may be somebody that has come and Maybe you found, found your place, yourself in a place like this man I mentioned who decided, I, I want it my way and I'm going to have it my way, but you found it not working as well as you thought. Or maybe things have just been overwhelming you lately and you've realized, yeah, it's time for me to submit my core, my heart to Jesus and let him have control of my life because I'm just surely making a mess out of it. Good news. There's hope in this word for you. The Bible tells us that all we have to do is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and we will be saved. And he will come and make his home in your heart. That means he will come to live right in that place that needs the healing. He'll come to reside right in that place that's containing the hurt. And he's everything, remember? He's everything you need him to be whenever you need him to be it. So this morning, if I want to give anyone the opportunity that is across this room, and the Lord has spoken to you with this word, you've sat there and you felt like, man, this word is right to me. I don't even realize anybody else is in the room. But this word has just spoken right to me. If that's you, and you say, Pastor John, I'm willing to submit. I'm willing to surrender. Maybe you've known the Lord, but you're just in a place today you're saying, Okay, I'm going to make this decision right here, right now. I've served the Lord for 25 years, but I realize I need to submit some things to Him and make it fresh and new. If that's you, would you slip your hand up? All over this place, yeah. Yeah. All over this room this morning. Amen. Will you put your hand over your heart today, and I'm going to lead you in a prayer. I want you to pray it after me. And we're just going to submit it all to the Lord. Amen. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you with my heart, with all my control, with all my issues. I bring it all to you. And I come believing in Jesus. I submit all my ways to him. I give you my heart, Lord. I give you all my control. I give you my life. I ask you to come in, 
Make your home in my heart. Save me, but also deliver me as I submit it all to you. Thank you for your healing today. Thank you for your grace. I yield to your plan because I know it's the best plan. In Jesus' name, somebody shout amen. Woo, come on, no, I think we need to give him a big praise because the angels in heaven are rejoicing over those who have just made the Lord their choice this morning. Hallelujah, heaven is happy. They are celebrating. I believe there's tambourines being played right now. There's horns being blown. They are shouting in glory. Amen. I would like for our altar team to come forward, our prayer team. And um, they're going to be right here in the front. And if you prayed that prayer this morning, I want you to come down and let a prayer team member pray with you and for you today. I, I would like for, as soon as we close the service and Pastor Troy speaks this blessing over your life, we're about to receive the offering, so I want you to stay seated. But I would, I would like for you to come up and just let them pray with you today because we, we just want to love on you and see God do the best in your life. Amen? Do you still love me today? Even though Mama had to talk to you about submission? Come on. <laughs> Amen. We're all on the potter's wheel and in the potter's plan. I love you. Thank you again for listening to this message. We pray that it inspired you in every single way. For more information about Calvary Christian Center or to give, you can go to calvaryfl.com and be sure to subscribe and like this podcast. And we will see you next week here on the Calvary FL Podcast.